Welcome to Oxford Adult ESL Conversations, hosted by Jamie Adelson Goldstein, co-author of the Oxford Picture Dictionary and series director of the new Step Forward 2nd Edition. In this episode, Jamie is joined by Dr. Patsy Egan, director of Atlas at Hamlin University and a member of the expert panel for the creation of the English language proficiency standards for adult education. Patsy, I'm so glad that you could be our inaugural conversation for Oxford Adult ESL Conversations. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I thought that we could maybe start our conversation talking about what, what's what been and what's constant, because there's so much flux. Yeah, a lot's happened in recent years, for sure. Um, I know just since I started my current position, the College and Career Readiness Standards have come out, and WIOA was passed, and the GED uh, changed hands, well, it didn't change hands, but a new version came out, and um, just a lot has happened just in the, the last few years with, with adult education, and as ESL educators, um, we're, we're in the thick of it, for sure. Yeah, so what, what, what can we look on that we know we do mm-hmm. uh, and feel a sense of constancy about that? Well, I think, um, you know, what we do is we, we help immigrants and refugees find their voice in their new communities. So, I mean, big picture has not shifted. That's what we do. We teach language and literacy and life skills to those students who are new to the country. Um, we also put a high priority on social language. We know our students perhaps don't get as much exposure to English outside of our classrooms, um, so they may or may not have lots of opportunities for practice um, outside of our classrooms. So we we emphasize social language, oral language. Um, we know that oral language is the basis for literacy, and we also know that the generally out in their communities, particularly as newcomers, um, they need to speak and listen a lot. And so uh, that is what we do and what we do very well. Well, and I, I think that the teachers I've spoken with have been so anxious because they're comparing what they know their learners need with mm-hmm. what they're hearing they should be teaching. And mm-hmm. so we're uh, trying to create that balance between the skill sets that everyone, every adult needs in the 21st century and right. the life skill information beyond survival skills. But exactly. you know, in some cases, the, are the skills that we're talking about, some of the academic employability skills, certainly the critical thinking skills that our learners already have, but don't have the language to demonstrate necessarily, mm-hmm. um, aren't those life skills. Exactly. And um, and I think it's different if you're working with folks who are, are very new to the country and who's, who do need some of that, how to go to the grocery store, how to open a bank account, like those types of life skills, as opposed to those students who have figured some of those basic things out already, and they're ready for, for more, and they're ready for um, more career pathways work, they're ready for pre-academic work in a sense that they're headed for a post-secondary um, opportunity of some kind or career training, or they've, you know, kind of maxed out their current job and are ready to become a leader in their position or ready to branch out into something new. So many of our students come with highly transferable skills that simply kind of need the, the English and literacy to, to do that here. Other students come with skills that are difficult to transfer to today's workforce in, uh, in the U.S. And so they need to look into some 
training or other kind of educational opportunities in order to access um, some new career, perhaps something that they can do that will be family sustaining and meaningful to them. Uh, and to do that, of course, requires not survival English, but something much, much more. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that brings us really to what the changes are for our curricula and for the in terms of the standards. Um, mm-hmm. How have you been able to uh, comfort the instructors <laughs> that that come to you concerned that that maybe the the skills are too challenging for the learners or the teachers don't necessarily have the skills to impart the skills? Right. Yeah, it's really challenging. Um, and, and teachers who are concerned about that are rightly so. It's it's a it's quite a shift. And so um, I think part of it is just looking at how the field is shifted. Um, one thing that I, I have a thing for metaphors, so I'm <laughs> a metaphor that, that's helped me is um, Portland State has a, a wonderful um, professor, uh, Steve Reeder, who has this great metaphor for adult education. And he he wants um spoke at a conference and and talked about how adult education really used to to be kind of a parking lot like it's a place where you go you spend some time um it's quiet you you know you get some stuff done and then when you're ready you move on so there's sort of like parking lot um, approach to adult education and he's like like those days are over (laughs) it's really an (laughs) it's an intersection and it's busy and people are arriving from different destinations and are headed different places they're going at different paces with different skill sets and we're in the thick of it we're in the middle directing traffic and oh we have a bike lane i know and there's like so much happening and some people are on like a speed lane and other folks are really going to hang out there for a while and that's okay um it's dynamic and uh, there have to be options for students to opt out when it's just not the right time for them to be in school and easy ways for them to get back in and you know things that that um work with a population that we work with that has so many differing needs and differing constraints in their in their daily lives. It's just it's a really challenging um, multifaceted world we live in here and and the intersection is not a bad metaphor for that. No, I think it's a, a brilliant one and I think that the college and career readiness standards for adult education were were problematic for all of us in the field initially because they were so clearly not written with the English language learner in mind. Once the English language proficiency standards came out, that was a sigh of relief heard around the field. Mm-hmm. And and I'm wondering, are you finding that people are responding to the English language proficiency standards with any sense of relief? Um, are they are they finding finding their way a little more easily in terms of developing lessons that help students achieve those standards? I do. I, I mean, I think re- responses are mixed, as <laughs> they will be. But um, I think well, one thing is you're absolutely right. The CCRS or the College and Career Readiness Standards were, were not written specifically with adult ESL students in mind. Um, they were written for all of adult education. And so I think that's part of this kind of recognizing the ESL teacher's place in this larger field and, and, and really thinking of us as being one point on a trajectory our students are on to do whatever's next for them, whether it's a career training or post-secondary options or a high school credential or um, a promotion, you know, or, or simply being able to to have deeper community ties and, and be better parents and citizens. Like all of those things are worthy goals um, that we can help our students with. So the question then has become, how do we help our non-native speakers to get there? Uh, the ELP standards or the English language proficiency standards when they just came out in the fall of 2016, I think there was kind of a sigh of relief, but also 
oh gosh, another set of standards I have to learn, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's why I feel like it's a bit of a mixed reaction. Understandably so, our, st- our teachers are stretched in all sorts of directions lately. And here's another set of things they have to think about. But I, it's hard now. It will not always be this hard. <laughs> but uh, learning these I, and figuring uh, how these kind of connect with CCRS, I think, actually makes our jobs much, much easier. Um, for me, the way I think about the English language proficiency standards is, is the language lift. Like CCRS has defined the skills students need to do well in post-secondary and uh, career training and community uh, involvement, etc. Uh, we know that's what's there. It does not, however, define the language demand. And that's what the ELP standards do is really define, okay, what does that mean as far as language? Um, and and it does so in, at, you know across five levels of proficiency. So it's it's complicated. It's, there's a lot there, but it's really rich. And it's a really, um, I think, a terrific resource for English educators um, who are looking at their state adopted standards, CCRS, if that's the set that their state uses, and thinking, okay, but what does that mean for me as a language teacher? Well, here's what it means uh, in, in the big red book. Yeah. And I think it's, I do think it's brilliant. And I've enjoyed the intellectually chewy activity of diving into it. <laughs> One of the things that I've been able to show teachers that have, that's just made them so happy uh, is the chart on scaffolds mm-hmm. for instruction. Yeah. I kind of wish that was like 17 pages long. I mean, there's so much we could say about that. I know. And, <laughs> and there's one page and I'm glad it's there. There's great stuff, but there's just so much more to say. And I think as, as English educators, that's what we bring, right? That's what, that's our, super, yes, our superpower exactly. is this, are these scaffolds <laughs> and, and support. I think that's the really interesting part for people who define themselves as, as English teachers to really dig into is, is definitely how do I make this um, accessible to my learners and all the great stuff that we as English teachers know how to do um, is where we can really help our students to reach those really rigorous CCRS standards. Um, and there's good reason to do that because that's what the field has defined as necessary for them to succeed. And, um, and it's not really up to us to, to decide whether or not our students are going to college or not. It's up to us to make them ready so that that's an option. Absolutely. And, the, and and whether it's college or workplace training or uh, advocating for your child in school, advocating for yourself, the all the same skills cross over. So I'm, I'm, I think it's a really brilliant document with, with 10 standards to work from. <laughs> 10 standards. Just, it's not that many, right? <laughs> right. It's totally manageable. 10 standards, 10 guiding principles, and a whole page of scaffolds. What more could you want? Exactly. <laughs> it's great stuff. I really appreciate all the time you've given. I'm wondering if there's one thing that you could leave listeners with that you would like them to take away, what that would be. I think, um, I think one thing is, is, uh, one, it's all going to be okay. (laughs) Like, I feel like just a little, like everyone just take a breath. (laughs) Like, um, I think there's a lot of pressure and urgency around it and people feel overwhelmed and that's a really easy place to go to but the, this is the, this is change best hap- that best happens in baby steps like just um one little thing at a time and and uh, when i hear teachers say i i can't 
get this in my head. It's too much. There aren't materials. My students aren't ready for these kinds of complex texts. Like I can't, I can't, you know, there's, there's a real, and they want to do well, right? We, we love what we do and we want to do well for our learners. And so there's a sense of, I, I'm not sure this is what's best, et cetera. But I, I think just reminding ourselves that we're already doing it. Like we're already there. You're already doing the work by simply considering um, these shifts and by considering this common language that's been um, put out to the field and by getting to know the ABE teacher down the hall or thinking about incorporating more information-rich, content-rich texts. Um, you're already doing it. <laughs> so just keep, keep doing it. Um, there's a lot to internalize and it's not going to happen overnight we're kind of when we talk to teachers here in in minnesota we're saying think of it as like a five-year process <laughs> like this is not going to happen overnight um but to do something consciously and and purposefully every uh, month or two and and really kind of watch your learners because our our learners are are still what what uh, makes us show up every day and if we can start observing positive change and impact on our learners that's what's gonna drive us to keep keep with this really difficult change oh i i couldn't agree more and i i do think that deep breathing and laughing is also very useful absolutely <laughs> and that kind of goes to your it's all going to be okay because <laughs> yeah, it really will and 10 years from now we'll look back and think oh wow really we've done a lot haven't we <laughs> and it's so much better now I, I think is what uh that's my prediction is that we'll look back and say wow that was really hard and that was a lot of work and we're still learning but it's better now and our students are better served today because we did this work what a great takeaway and thank you patsy it's been a pleasure having an oxford adult esl conversation with you my pleasure. Thank you, Jamie. We love what you do and want to support you in it every step of the way. For more useful resources to support your teaching, including blog articles and sample lessons of Oxford Adult ESL courses, such as the new Step Forward 2nd Edition, visit the Love Adult ESL webpage at oup.com elt slash loveadultesl. That's oup.com slash elt slash loveadultesl. Link in the description.